0: You're listening to a message from Gateway Church, Geelong. We hope it blesses you. For more information about Gateway, visit gc.org.au. Good morning, good morning for joining us online this morning. Good morning. It's good to have you with us. How's everyone doing this morning? It still feels like summer, doesn't it? Let's Let's just say it. It's still summer. Or Victorian summer. Victorian summer. Sun's out this morning. I'll let you know when we get to midday, I'll let you know. Well, uh, I'm really excited to come and share around Declaration Sunday today. You know, today is Declaration Sunday and we are going to hear the scripture that we're declaring over Gateway and declaring over each and every single one of us. But before we do that, uh, let me encourage you before I share today. I want to encourage you, the local church. You've been doing so well. Who agrees with that? You've got to learn to encourage yourself in the Lord. Come on, people. You've been doing so well. You know, more more of you are activated across different areas of the church than since well before COVID. And I know that many of you are in a place where you're contemplating involvement as well. So well done for that. It's amazing. What have we achieved in the last 12 months? Well, we have come back from COVID with renewed strength and a clear picture of us being on mission. I don't know about you, but that's a really, really, really good thing. Because who knows when we came out of that two-year period of everything that was going on, it was really hard to see anything except am I allowed out of my house tomorrow. But we've come out stronger than that, amen. People have joined our church. Uh, People are refreshed as we've been setting aside time for God at our worship and encounter nights. Uh, nearly forty people last or last year went through the emotionally healthy spirituality course. Nearly forty people. I don't know about you, yeah. That's that's worth getting excited about. Why? Because all of a sudden we have this extra depth of spiritual and emotional understanding within our church. People aren't doing things the same way that they used to. God is honing and developing not just our spirituality, but the way we interact with each other as well. I don't know about you, but that's a blessing as a pastor. That's a blessing. I know that people are getting expectant for what God wants to do through our services. I know that new families are joining our church. Activation has gone up significantly. We, We have up to just in the last three to four months alone 25 new people serving in different areas of the church and there is a beautiful willingness amongst us to serve each other that that is something worth celebrating can you put your hands together for each other this morning see amongst so many great outcomes that we've had there's many others as well I just sort of picked a few this morning but the icing on the cake this morning has to be that our driveway is done So the only people who didn't notice are the people who have full drives, and it's like it's, it's fine, right? <laughs> yeah, lovely. Um, over the over over the past <laughs> over the past four weeks, don't wreck the driveway, full drive people. Over the past four weeks, we've we've been sharing about dreams and visions. And what what I love about the individuals within the Scriptures that we've been focusing on about dreams and, and dreams and visions series is that they were just normal people, normal people like you and me. And see, God was able to use them, able to save them and restore them back into a place where they're in relationship with Him. And then He was able to use them for something powerful. I want to encourage you again today as we come around Declaration Sunday that God wants to activate new dreams and restore old visions that He's given to you. He wants to give you new visions as well. He wants to do great things in you and through you, just as He did with those other ordinary people. See, it's both personally and within the local church that He's restoring a fresh purpose and a fresh vision fresh dreams So the declaration today is about us focusing on activating God's heart for us, in us and through us, for all mankind. Amen. So as as a church, we've got some core beliefs and understandings. Who believes that's a good thing? Who believes that it's an even better thing that those core beliefs are governed by the Word of God? I think that's a really encouraging thing too. And Those things that we're guided by, those core beliefs that the church is uh, called to outwork God's God's will through, they're according to his word. He has a perfect will, a perfect vision for his church, for each of us. It's not my church. It's not Trent's church, although he does a lot of work on it. (laughs) It's God's church. And we get to come together with him to outwork his purposes for his church. See, our statement of beliefs and our doctrinal position, it's on our website. And for those of you who would like to see them, I've actually put the link up on the screen. Maybe, you, maybe you've never gone to read through them before. Can I encourage you, don't just read through it just to like gain knowledge. Th- these are the things that guide us. These are the things that we believe. This is the Word of God over His people and His church. If you're like, oh, I don't know a lot about the Bible, can you start here? Don't, don't sign up for Bible Colour straight away, just start here. Like, get a grip of what the church is governed by, the core beliefs that God has called us to. It will take you so much deeper in your understanding of God and what we're called to do. Amen. So to be clear, our core central beliefs are biblical. Every truth that we are called to follow comes from the Word of God, the Bible. God's truth, God's Word are all central to our belief. What we do, what we say, what we believe as a church, it all starts with God. Everything has to start with God. And I've just, I've just picked a couple of key things out of our core central beliefs that, that come from God and they, they help guide us. See, out of His Word, out of God's Word, He calls us into His mission. He calls us into His purpose. He calls us into His calling. He invites us and then invites us to invite others. It's the commission, the great commission, amen. For all of these core and central truths, God calls His church, you, you and I, to be activated in sharing the hope of Jesus to all. Can I encourage you, the the church, the greater church, our local church, we cannot lose our way on this. This, this is what matters. The hope of Jesus is shared with people who haven't heard it yet. Amen. And God wants to use you. God wants to use me to see that happen. So a question I've got for you this morning is, what, what does a church and its people look like who understand God's mission, who commit to His purposes, who embrace His calling, who accept the invitation to invite others? What, what does that look like? What does it look like to have a people who are activated in his mission, his purpose, and his calling? Well, I speak it out today. It looks like you. It looks like you. It looks like you you and I. That's what we look like. When we're activated, it looks like you and I. And I I speak it out today. We're stepping into this, this year, even more than we have before. You are going to step into this this year more than you ever have before. See, when I see people like Anna inviting her siblings to church and they find Jesus, this is what it looks like. When I see Andrea and Lockie and all the other people who are signed up to help with our crash, when I see them serving the children of our church, this is what it looks like. When I see Trent digging holes into disgusting, clay, mud that smells like everybody emptied the toilet in it. (laughs) He's serving the body of Christ and the people who come onto our property. Amen. This is what it looks like. When I see people making coffees, when I see people running small groups, when I see people just being kind to people out in the foyer, this is what it looks like. When a new person feels welcomed and invited, that's what it looks like. When I see people saying, I oh, I need God's placed someone on my heart and I need to see them come to church. This is what it looks like. When their friends and their family find faith, this is what it looks like. You know, Matthew five, fourteen, if you've got your Bibles this morning, if you've got your got your phone with you, all the notes are on the app this morning, so you can save them and take them with you, read back over them. Matthew five, verse fourteen says this. You're the light of the world, like a city on a hilltop that cannot be hidden. The full passage of that scripture, Matthew 5, 13 to 15, says this, You are like salt and light. You you are the salt of the earth. But if the salt loses its taste, it cannot be made salty again. Has anyone ever tried to make salt salty again? Me neither. I'm just, it's the word of God, so it's true. So I'm taking it at. At truth value. That's your task for this week's your homework. Try and make salt salty again. Salt is useless if it loses its salty taste. It will be thrown away where people just walk on it. You are like you, you are the light that shines for the world to see. You're like a city built on a hill that cannot be hidden. People don't hide a lamp under a bowl. They put it on a lampstand. Then the light shines for everyone in the house. This is what it looks like when people are all in with everything. I want to encourage you today. You are called to stand out in this world. This is what this scripture is saying. You you are called to stand out like a city on a hill, like a lamp that's been put on a lampstand, like salt that is salty. This is what you and I have called to be. This is you. And I speak it over you you. This is you. you. God has called you to stand out in this world. The flavour of who we are and what we say and what we do should taste different. The way we act to the people in our world, it should taste different. The way we come across, it should be different to everybody else. It should sound different. It should sound different to what the world is serving up. Amen? Yeah. You know when you're like really, really young and someone puts something salty on your plate? It could be like sauerkraut or just like that vinegary, salty. And like you're, it's like that tool. Unless you've been like, unless you are born in Germany, this is not relevant to you. But for everybody else, it's like, you take one bite, and who who who's like seeing like little babies when they get that? And it's just up yeah. Yeah. the face. But when someone puts a sweet in front of you, I'll just like smash that. Get another, another, another. But who knows? As you grow up, like your taste changes. As you mature, your taste changes. I wanna encourage you what the world is serving up, what the world is saying, what the world is doing, the sound of the world, it's super sweet. It's super sweet, overindulgent sweet to the point where it's making people sick, sick in their spirit, sick in their mind. I I gotta encourage you, you gotta balance out what you're taking in, amen. You are called to stand out in the world. You know, many, many years ago, Um, one of our youth team was tasked with a job. It was a really important job. At the time, we were going into a local high school to to bless students with breakfast. And uh, on this day, the students were going to be extra blessed. Uh, The team member making the pancakes mistook the instructions. Who knows that when someone mistakes the instructions, you can tell. When the ingredients that have gone into it aren't quite right. It doesn't just taste a little bit not quite right. It tastes a lot not quite right. And uh, this youth team member, who we'll rename nameless, I'm not going to say their name. (laughs) Maybe later. Um, (laughs) They dosed the pancake mix, dosed, with eight tablespoons of salt... And two tablespoons of sugar. Something tasted different. Everybody knew that there was salt in the mix. It stood out like a city on a hill. It stood out like a lamp on a lampstand. It's the same for us. What's the ingredients that are going into us? Because the ingredients that go into us determines what comes out of us. When people get an experience of what's in our mix, what taste are they getting? Do we add a flavour that represents Jesus into us on a daily basis? Do we offer ingredients of kindness and mercy and love and joy and patience and self-control? These are the ingredients, the key ingredients that bring together the nature and personality of God through you. So you have access to the personality of God. You have access to have the personality of God activated in you. Can I encourage you, when you show kindness to your children, when you show kindness to the people in your workplace, you're activating the personality of God in you. See, that fruit that comes out of your life, the fruits of the Spirit, those ingredients, they leave a a taste with people. They leave a taste of God with people. See, we should... Bring a taste, we should bring an encounter that says, What was that? Everybody else in the workplace is mean, sarcastic, demeaning. What was that? That stood out like a city on a hill. That stood out like a lamp on a lampstand. See, it tastes different to the overdone, oversugar, oversaturated taste that I have been fed. Up until this moment in time. In a culture that is saturated with information, with media, with empty experiences, an encounter with God's love, God's kindness is the only thing that is going to satisfy the longing of hearts in this generation. See, In the natural, the correct amount of salt brings flavour, it preserves. But our saltiness doesn't come from the outside. If you salt it on the outside you come across like people like but when we talk about the biblical soul it comes from within us it's the transformation of jesus in us it's the flavor that comes from the inside out it's from our salvation that jesus gave to us it's a transformation in us that points people to jesus amen See, Jesus says to us in this passage of Scripture, don't lose it. Don't lose it because if you lose it, it's going to be useless. Rather let the transformation and the good news keep pouring out of you in a way that, that points people to Jesus, that points people to, to the city on the hill, that points people to Him. So I don't know about you, but I've experienced this transformation. Many of you have experienced this transformation and God's heart is that all would experience the transformation of hope and salvation. Jesus says in that scripture that, that when salt loses its taste, it's useless. Or when transformation loses its power, it's useless. Church, you've got to understand today, the transformation that is in you is not useless. Let me take it a step further. You are not useless in the kingdom of God. You are not useless in the kingdom of God. You are chosen to join God to, in seeing the world saved and seeing your friends and family made known to Him. You are chosen not to be hidden, amen. You're chosen not to be hidden under the things of the world that have just, things have happened, life's happened, it's, it's too much, I'm just going to hide myself under here. No, let the transformation power of God bring healing to those things in your life and let your life be on display for all to see, amen. In 2 Corinthians 6 verse 2, this is what it says. This is what God says. God says, I heard you at the right time and I gave you help on the day of salvation. I tell you that the right time is now. The day of salvation is now. See, you were called out to God. God called your name. On the right day, the right time, salvation was offered to you. He heard you. And He saved you. You know, Maybe you're in this space this morning or watching online and you're searching for faith. All you have to do is call on the name of the Lord and you'll be saved. He hears you at the right time. Can I encourage you, if you're searching for faith, today is the day. Salvation is yours today if you want it. He wants to offer you salvation now. So, where does this lead us? If salvation is so important, if, if the day of salvation is every day that God is offering it to someone, if God's using us to bring salvation to others, if the right time is now, where does this lead us as a church? What has God spoken over gateway? What's the declaration over gateway for 2023? Well, this is, this is, this is our declaration for this year. A declaration for this year is this, be a beacon light, Release salvation for all. Be a beacon light, release salvation to all. Can I say it one more time? Be a beacon light, release salvation to all. You might say, Pastor Lee, where's that thought? Did you just come up with that trendy thing, that Twitter quote? Is Twitter a thing anymore? Maybe, who knows? Where did you come up with that? Well, I'm glad you asked. In Acts 13, verse 47, this is what it says This will fulfill what the Lord has commanded us. I have destined you to become a beacon light for the nations and release salvation to the ends of the earth. This is what God has called us to do. This is what He has commanded us to do. He has destined us to be a beacon light. He has destined us to release salvation to all. Amen. So, what does this mean for you and I? This is God's heart to see people brought back into relationship with Him. See people turn from their ways to, to repent of their sin and come into a beautiful relationship with Him. What does it mean for you and I? Well, in the same way that God gave dreams and, dreams and visions to ordinary people in the Bible, as I spoke about earlier, people that responded to His purpose on their life. We talk about Joseph and Paul and John and Mary and Peter, ordinary, everyday people that were chosen by God And responded to God's purpose for their life. One more time, responded to God's purpose. What does it look like for us? We are responding to the declaration, to the word of God over our life. God has commanded us to be a beacon light. God has commanded us to share salvation and release it to all the earth. Ordinary people who responded to God's call, was it glamorous? It wasn't glamorous. You look, some of those names I've just mentioned, it wasn't glamorous. How many of them spent time in jail? How many of them spent time in the hold of a ship? How many of, like, there's all these common threads where it wasn't glamorous. But we read about them in the Word of God now. We're like, they are great men and women of faith. They stood in the gap where nobody else would. They responded and activated the purpose and called in their life when everyone else is like, oh, it's a bit difficult at the moment. No, God has commanded us, amen. And we're standing up, we're rising up to do the very same thing. It wasn't glamorous, but it was what the Lord had commanded them to do. It wasn't glamorous, but it's what the Lord has commanded us to do, Amen. You and I are called to be beacon lights. You and I are called to release God's salvation all to all, Jesus. See, just like the individuals that I've mentioned already this morning, you have a purpose too. You know, sometimes when we talk about purpose and calling, we can, our minds automatically sway towards, does that mean that I could be mentioned in the same sentence as Billy Graham? So I can be mentioned in the same sentence as Catherine Coleman. All you younger people, it's like, who's Catherine Coleman? I, I want to I encourage you today. God has a purpose for your life. That purpose is the normal, everyday stuff. The normal, everyday stuff that is so powerful in the lives of others. Being loving. Being kind, exhorting and encouraging people around you. Being a blessing to people. Those people that are just mean to everyone at work, it's your calling to be a blessing to them. When your child just yells at you every morning, it's like, don't wake me up. It's like your calling to and your purpose to encourage them to get up, to rise up from the dead and go to the shower before school. Loving people well, sharing hope, loving your family, being kind, I just want to encourage all of us today, get God's heart and outwork it well. That is our purpose. That is our calling. Just just as you've responded to salvation, it's time. It's the right time now to share salvation with others. You've got it. You've got hope. You've got purpose. You've got your identity in Christ. But it's it's the right time to share it with others. Amen. This is your invitation To be a beacon light and release salvation to all. You know, as as a father, if you're a father in this place this morning, you're called to be a beacon light in the way that you relate, champion, encourage, love, show the personality of Jesus to your wife and your kids. Well, that's not quite the same as Billy Graham. Billy had to start somewhere, folks. (laughs) He had to get some stuff right at the beginning. Before we stepped into what God had called him to. We, we're called to love our, as a mother as a sister brother friend employee boss student you are called to show the people in your world the personality of Jesus this is what it looks like to be a beacon light so how how are we going to activate this declaration over us as a church well we, we believe God has given us some really clear And simple instructions of how we're going to activate His Word in our lives and His purposes in our lives this year. So what are we going to be doing in our weekly services, our Sunday services for for 2023? Well, everything that we want to activate within our church, everything that's been our mission, our vision, our heart is based in the Great Commission. I don't think there's any other place to outwork where the church should be operating from than the Great Commission. Matthew 28, 9, 10, twenty says this. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Teach these new disciples to obey all the commands I have given you, and be sure of this. I'm with you always, even to the end of the age. So this is what we're going to do this year to activate these things, these this declaration and the ways of Jesus over us. The first thing we're going to be doing, and I don't want to kind of put it into weeks because not every week's going to look the same, but one of the the first thing that we're going to be doing is this. It's going to be all about making new disciples. We're inviting you to bring friends and family to church so they can hear how much God loves them and wants to save them. We are going to be going from three organised op- organized opportunities a year which is our easter our christmas carols and our christmas service they're the three organized opportunities we're like invite everybody now we're saying can can we up it to the next level can can you once a month go out of your way to pre-plan and say this is the day where i'm inviting so-and-so god place friends family work colleagues friends at school on my heart that i can invite to church because on this sunday i know that the Gospel is going to be preached with fervent vigour and they're going to know that God loves them so much. This is your opportunity to share your faith and invite people to church. Do do we want this to happen every single week of the year? Absolutely. Absolutely we do. But we're starting here to activate dreams and visions, to grow and actively desire people to find faith in Jesus. It's our heart, amen. You're getting it this morning. When someone sounds confused in your world, can I, I want to encourage. I just had this revelation during the week. When someone sounds confused in your world, is questioning life, and we should be asking them the question at that very moment. Are you searching for faith? So they're trying to fill their world up with a hundred billion other things. They're telling you about how they're doing this and this and this, and they still feel sad and they still feel upset. Are you searching for faith? Maybe you should come along to my church service in two weeks' time. It's going to have a whole lot of answers that you're looking for. My question for each of us today, the invitation for you is, who are you believing for? It's time to start dreaming again. Who are you believing for? Are there people that you used to pray for? It's time to start believing again, that God's going to see them in the kingdom. Amen. Second thing we're doing is we're going to... it's about being on God's mission. And this is where we're going to be teaching every single one of us how to go into our world. What does it look like to go into your world and share the hope of Jesus? Because we don't, we don't just want to send you out and say, yeah, just invite people. And you're, I don't even know how to do that. Matthew 28, 19 and 20 is very clear. This, this is how. This is how you need to, actually, you need to do it. You found hope in Jesus. You found forgiveness. You found freedom. You have a story that you can share with someone. Well, we want to we encourage you how to go into the world. The third thing, we're going to be teaching disciples. We're going to be teaching you the deeper things as well. These Sundays are going to be speci- specifically teaching about how to excel in everyday life. For example, how can I break out of a bad mood? How can I not be controlled by my past? How can I be nice to the people around me? How can I deal with my crazy wife or am I the issue? (laughs) The answer to that is, I was definitely the issue. (laughs) How can I control my thoughts? See, these messages are going to activate you in everyday living. The things that have held you bound and held you back... They're connected to something that's happened. We're going to give you the keys. We're going to encourage you, point in the right direction. Maybe encourage you to do emotionally healthy spirituality. Have those things broken off so that you can excel with your family in everyday living. The fourth thing is going to be the power of being a disciple. Who knows that when you become a disciple, that power is put into you. Do you know that today? If you don't know that, I'm telling you. When you become a disciple, when Jesus comes and fills you, indwells you, power the holy spirit comes in you as well acts 1 verse 8 says this but you receive power when the holy spirit comes on you and you'll be my witnesses in Jerusalem all Judea Samaria and to the ends of the earth so what are we going to be doing we're going to be having an encounter moments during our service we do it on Wednesday nights in our worship encounter space we we do it on Sundays as well but this is just a morning just devoted just to the power of God being released into our hearts so we can accomplish all that He wants us to do, Amen. For those of you who are like, "I oh, didn't," He mention series. We're still going to be doing series. That's series are close to my heart as well. Uh, so, what type of series are we going to be doing? Well, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna shake it up. We're gonna talk about some things that we haven't talked about before in church. One of the series that we're going to be starting with this year is "Elephants in the Room." Ooh, you know the things that are going on in the world the things that are going on culturally, the things. So I, my friends keep asking me about this and I don't know what to say. Well, we're, we're going to talk about them in church. What does the Bible say about these things? What's God's heart towards the people in the world? We're, we're going to talk about some big elephants in the room. We make the elephants so small, but the elephants, are, they're like big they're consuming our mind, our space. And we, we're going to talk to the very core about those things. I want to encourage it's going to be done in love and grace. It's going to be done through the Word of God. It's not, it, it's not about opinions, amen. Can I encourage you? Opin- opinions aren't the Word of God. Yeah, opinions are something that has frustrated you and annoyed you. And you're speaking out against it. But what does God say? Elephants in the room. This is why we need to talk about it. Amen. Um, we're going to be talking about current cultural issues according to the Bible. Through that, you need to know what the Bible says. Amen. You need to you need to know that how to love people back to life. Why? Why am I talking about this? I I've just as I was away in Japan, I just felt God speak to me really clearly that in every decade, and I'm I'm just thinking back to about the 50s. In every decade since then. There's been a series of things every 10 years that the devil tries to come and steal, kill and destroy the younger generation. Sometimes we don't stand back far enough to go, hang on a second, there's a bit of a pattern here. It's always a different thing or it's dressed up as a different thing, but it's ripping younger generations away from a loving relationship with God. This is why we need to talk about these things. You know, In John 10 verse 10 it says, I didn't write it down. Is was on the screen? I did put it on the screen. No, I didn't. That the enemy comes to steal, kill and destroy, but I have come to give them life and life abundantly. Which is what it says. I just remembered that. God is good. Amen. Um, we need to be clear that when we speak about this thing, it's done in love. Because that scripture is clear that I have come to give you life life Jesus has come to give life abundantly so we're going to talk about it well equip you well so that you can go and love people back to life in your world another series we're going to be doing: understanding culture the culture of today through the lens of Jesus uh, another thing we're just talking about is what does the bible say we're specifically just speaking about ideologies that are in our culture right now um and I want to encourage you, and this is why I talked about opinions before. I just had this revelation last week. Never has an opinion been, been so powerful, but at complete odds with the Bible. So all you're to do is pick up your phone, whether you're Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, whatever. whatever you, it's like, this is my opinion. And it's like, everyone's like, amazing. It's a new truth. Never has an opinion been so powerful, but it's so at odds with the Word of God. And I just want to encourage you, let, we're just bringing everything back to a clear focus of what the Word says, amen, uh, and then loving people in the process. Let me share with you, I know that I've gone a little bit over time. Um, who loves Jesus? Good, then you'll listen to me for a bit longer, amen. Um, <laughs> um, just, just, to, just some real clear things. Um, I just want to talk about dreams and visions for now and the future. Um, you know, in... In bringing some dreams and visions to you today, I I just want to encourage you. Who knows that God has called us to be a beacon light and release, release salvation to all? Who knows that that's what God's called us to do? It should be yes, He's called us because it's a declaration. Amen. It's, and it's the word of God. I I felt really, really clearly uh, that God illuminated a dream in my heart uh, while I was in Japan in February, and it came out of nowhere and. I've never had him speak to me about this specific thing like this ever, but it resonated like God was in the room with me. And he gave me three, three words, and the three words were pay it off. And uh, immediately I knew that he was talking about our, our, our land and building. And um, and I as I was just sitting down, just reflecting and spending time with him, I know that it's connected to some other things that he wants to lead us into, which I'm about to share with you in a second. Um, um bevan do you know how did you find it you did find it this is what we've got uh, owing on our loan at the moment uh, we started with uh 550 500, so we've been diligent like in making sure we're putting money at it um but um, i i want you as, as you've heard this as god has spoken it's like paid off i want you to just go away and just pray so that's, that's as far as I've gotten with him, but I need to share with you the dream so that we can pray it into a place where it actually becomes a reality, that God begins to speak to us to how to proactively be part of all of us working together to see that happen so we can make way for the things that are about to come. Um... So in our prayer meetings, in your personal prayer time, can I, can I just encourage you just to add it in there? It's like, God, speak to me. How can I be part of seeing this happen? I'm believing that God's actually going to put a, a specific vision in place so we can actually launch out and, and and get this done. The second thing I want to talk to you about today is stronger communities, Gateway Stronger Communities. Uh, for those of you who are unaware, we have a care, a care arm of the church that is its own uh, organisation and uh, Gateway Stronger Communities was started a number of years ago as a, a PBI, a public benevolent institution, to make way for future dreams and future plans that God wanted to release through the local church. So since that started, we've been doing some really simple things like helping to feed people, uh, helping to make sure that people's families aren't going without, and we've been doing that um, Faithfully, not just since stronger communities, we've been doing it since way back when we had Gateway Community Assist 2003 or 2002, a long time ago. We've been doing it faithfully, we know that that's God's heart. Um, we've been feeding, helping, supporting, and I just want to take this passage of scripture Matthew 25 34 to 40. I need you to understand where this heart comes from. It's the word of God. Then the king will say to those who is right, come, you who are blessed by my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the creation of the world. For I was hungry and you fed me. I was thirsty and you gave me drink. I was a stranger and you invited me into your home. I was naked and you gave me clothing. I was sick and you cared for me. I was in prison and you visited me. Then these righteous ones, you and I, will reply, Lord, when did we ever see you hungry or feed you or thirsty and give you something to drink or or a stranger and show you hospitality or naked and give you clothing? When did we ever see you sick or in prison and visit you? And the king will say, I tell you the truth. When you did it to one of the least of these, my brothers and sisters, you were doing it to me. This is the heart of Jesus and this is our heart through what we're doing with Gateway Stronger Communities. So what have we been doing and what are we doing now? We've been offering food, care to people on an ongoing basis, both outside and inside our church community. Right now we're enlarging the area of our care. We've been called as a church to serve and uh, I know that there's a whole lot of people who put up their hands to volunteer to be part of the next phase of our enlarging. And we're going to be putting food together during the week. And every Friday, without fail, we're going to be opening up the doors of our kitchen and saying, here's bags of food. Take it with you. Make sure your family's got food this week. This is what we're launching into. We're upping how we're doing it. Um, I'm so grateful to those of you who have caught that, that dream in your heart to, to share that, to help prepare and distribute We're opening up donations for food on Sundays again. You'll be able to bring food in so that we can help with that as well. We're also engaging with other organisations who are wanting to give us donations to help pass on to families within our region as well. I've had some conversations with some places in Melbourne this week, and they they wanted me to pick up something this morning, but I had to be here with you. Amen. Um, um, But how exciting is that? All right. Um, What are we preparing for in the future? This is this is some big stuff. This isn't this isn't definite. This is what we're preparing for. Amen. I know that God has given us this land and the 5 acres that we own down the road to be a blessing to our community, to be a beacon light to our community. Amen. As uh, in January, uh, the board of Gateway Stronger Communities met together and we were preparing and planning for what, what are we going to do this year. And I distinctly got this picture. It was it was a dream for the future. And I'm sharing it with you because I, I don't want to come to you two years down the track and just drop on you, oh, God gave me a dream three years ago. And um, we're here. We're ready to... I want, I want us to be on... The journey as a church wrestling with the dream and praying together that these things come to pass to be in the trenches together so to speak amen and I, I want you to begin to dream and have a vision for this as well and i, I don 't know exactly what it 's going to look like but I want you to I want your heart to get fired up this morning I had a vision and uh, that we 're called to help and this is in the mandate for stronger communities. Um, to help people who are fleeing violence, domestic violence and abuse. And the, the picture I got, I don't know what it's going to look like, but the picture I got, you know, God's got a way of showing something, but then he sort of opens up doors. To potentially have tiny pod houses where we can offer people a chance to get away from what they need to get away from, to come with their family together, to get into a place where they can have allied health come on site, be with them, encourage them, get them ready for the next phase of what they're doing to get all the help, all the support they need. And we we act as intermediary to help get those, those things in on site. The other dream that was dropped into the meeting as Pastor Grant was sitting there is like, that's awesome. I, I know that homelessness is a massive issue with our city right now as well. And we've got five, five acres of land up the road. What What if... What if we were able to come up with a way to have intermediary housing where people who are homeless can come in, get refuge, have people come into the site and train them, show them how to budget, get counsellors to come in and work through some things that are actually keeping them in a certain space, get people to come and help them get free from addictions. I don't know about you, but it makes my my heart. Just to help people in all ways... To feed someone who's hungry, to give someone water, to give someone clothing, amen. So it's a vision to help people. It's a vision to support people, to dream, to dream at the moment. But we're going to pray. We're going to believe that God brings the right people across our path to partner with us, to believe for the next. I've already had discussions with the people this week who uh, operate in the field of searching for grants and a whole lots of other, other things, philanthropic things, which is amazing. Um, What the dream turns into, I'm not sure, but I know that God already has the perfect plans out in front of us. Um, And I know that we're called to do it together. Um, So as we head into this week, I'm going to wrap up in a moment. But as we head into this week, God, I just felt God calling us as a church to fast. It was in the email that went out this week. Um, There's a link up on your screen right now for fasting. And we're going to be starting tomorrow morning. And we're going to be breaking the fast Sunday morning next week. Um, All the prayer points, um, that you that you need are on that web link. And they're probably live right now. Um, we're going to email them out uh, later today or tomorrow morning as well. Um, we're going to send a message to you just to get get you started. Um, for those of you who hate digital things, there are some printed copies at the back for you. Um, double-sided in big writing. So it's just to help help people like me out. Um, also, Wednesday night, our encounter in impartation, it's going to be focused around just... Praying and believing for what's happening here as well. So um, there are so many other things that I could share with you this morning, but I'll finish with this. Be a beacon light, release salvation to all. It's the heart, it's the heart cry for this year, amen. Um, Can we just stand for a moment in this space? Holy Spirit, just as the, the team comes this morning. You know, if you're in this room this morning, you're watching online, You've heard me talk about a whole whole lot of things this morning, God's heart and desire for us. But one of the things you did hear me share about is the fact that God wants to have a personal relationship with you. That he sent Jesus to die on a cross, was buried, rose again on the third day to take our sins, the sin of the world. And he wants to do that for you just like he's done it for me and many other people in this space. Just with our eyes closed this morning. If, if that's you, I just want to give you the opportunity to, to respond. It all starts with responding to God, responding to Jesus, receiving his love, forgiveness, salvation. So if, that, if that's you this morning, say, yeah, I, I, I need to pray a prayer this morning of getting my heart right with God, accepting Jesus as my Lord and Saviour. So anyone in this space would say, yeah, that's me. If that's you, just, just pop your hand up. Once you pop your hand up, you can put it down. No one's looking around this morning. This is between you and God. If you're online, this is a moment for you as well. This is your moment to respond to God. to anyone this morning say, yeah, I, I need to do that? Don't want to rush it. This is this is your moment <laughs> for your life to change completely. Purpose, healing, wholeness. This is what we're going to do this morning. Maybe this, you're in the room, You're like, I, I don't feel comfortable to put my hand up, but what I will ask all of us to do, including you, is I'm just pray a prayer of salvation. Call call upon the name of the Lord this morning. If you're online, pray this prayer as well. Church, can you help us? Dear God, I thank you that you sent Jesus to die on a cross, be buried, and rise again. I confess with my mouth and believe in my heart that you raised Jesus. Forgive me of for my sins. I surrender my life to you. From this day on, I'm following you. In Jesus' name, amen. We pray that that message was a blessing to you. If you made a decision to follow Jesus, first of all, congratulations. We think that that is incredible. And secondly, if you go to gc.org.au forward slash first steps, our team has put together some resources as well as there's some information there for how you can get in contact with one of our pastors because we'd love to encourage you and connect you into the life of the church.